0: Low. Dynamite download, You're home for all positive coverage on all wrestling. We cut a promo like the D.M.D. They're a very download. You guys, positive energy. You have
1: a great January recruitment month for this. I don't know how long? You know, I come, I'm, I come along in the room. Well, you know, the- actually. I, I, just, I did too
0: bad. I was I'm tired of the cold spray. Ah! I'm tired of the cold spray. I
1: went to the to do an interview with those guys. You know why? The day spread positivity
0: about AEW. Welcome to Dynamite Download. Welcome, everybody. Hey. Hey. I'll scissor you right now. It's scissoring Virtual day. Scissoring virtual
1: right. scissors awesome scissors you like the new you you know we wear pink and we got scissoring in the background man it, we got to love it gotta, i got my scissor me daddy ass shirt on for second show in a row just because i got to represent because of the national scissoring day but uh, a lot to talk about and you know we're gonna I'm gonna tweak our intro and add a, a couple of clips of our Wardlow interview because that's one of our obviously oh my very gosh, very proud of that awesome. interview and so yeah um, I love watching our intro a lot of shenanigans you know the cold spray always gets me with our our uh, our mascot our resident mascot Cecil uh, the luchador himself um, the QT but,
0: clip gets me every time yeah. too, man I get geeked out every time seeing that man years to the QT, going to
1: bat going to that's bat. right live on Sammy's vlog. Love it! Well, thanks Love everyone it, for man. joining us here at Dynamite download special special Saturday edition, and we're going to be celebrating four hours of live AEW television this week, and it did not disappoint. We're talking about over a dozen different matches that we saw, and really, you know, a showcase on on some of the the true heart and soul of AEW. And before we we dive into a lot of it, of those three shows that we saw is there one or two match or one or two superstars that's really you know standing out to you where like you're thinking about the next day the next day and so on and i know i'm putting the t- this up on a tee for you but what, what yeah, are your thoughts you, early well, on I before mean, we dive deep? i know
0: i know we're in the mlb postseason here so i don't know if you're looking for me to hit one out of the out of like out of the ballpark here a little home run little softball you're tossing me man i mean yeah Again, there are there are certain weeks where it just feels like um AEW is very plugged in to Dynamite Download or what we love. And you know, maybe that's just because Tony and the team like to give the people what they want. Um, but this was one of those weeks, man. I mean, truthfully, uh, I got to see I got to see Wardlow. Um go do exactly what i wanted to see happen i mean yeah really when we talked to him right um really pushed the fact that i was really hoping to see him bring back the open challenge which he did and i wanted to see him go toe-to-toe with with some big fellas you know and um getting him to get that match with with brian cage and what we're seeing kind of develop um, with him and Samoa Joe and FTR going against yeah. um, Brian Cage and this this new group that's kind of on the scene um, in AEW. Like, I, I like it. Um, I, I like seeing, um, Yeah, I, I, I love that. So obviously Wardlow jumps out, but then more than anything, um, rampage was like a showcase for, for my guy, the bastard. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, um, I know rampage, maybe not as many eyes get on rampage as dynamite. Right. Um, but this was a show, this was an episode where, uh, we got a chance to see one of the absolute best in the world. My my point is, you know, while the elite, um, are suspended, while Kenny Omega is not on this show, um, the bastard is one of those guys that um when it comes to in ring, I just don't I don't think he has a lot of peers, Sean. I, I don't think that uh that that You're right. Brock has a lot of people who can do what he does. Um not just offensively, but just the storytelling in his match with Trent, we'll get into that more when we talk about that match, but the storytelling of that match, even the storytelling of what we're seeing with this feud, the long-term storytelling yeah. of this feud with, with Orange Cassidy um, has been fascinating. Um, really love what we're seeing. Um, and again, to me, you give us FTR, you give me the bastard on the same show. Um, <laughs> you get to see FTR and Wardlow working together. I mean, literally, you're grabbing my favorites, and you're putting them all in a, in, a um, in one big hodgepodge. I'm loving that this is happening. And I'll throw out one more name before I, I, I give it back to you. And I think you already know I've mentioned FTR. I've mentioned Wardlow. I've mentioned Hawk. Yeah. All of them have had some really nice standout moments. But I think a guy who's really got me buzzing right now is Swerve. I, I just – and you know um when I when someone's turning
1: house? someone's turning
0: heel, you know I'm gonna love it, right? You, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh and, and the way Swerve is interacting with the acclaimed, I, I know you're firmly on Team Daddy ass. But I'm, <laughs> already, I'm already starting to backpedal and when you want to throw that scissors, I'm starting to pull back a little and, and want to throw that rock. Um Whoa. You know, Swerve is Swerve has got me, man. Hook, line, and sinker. I'm loving what he's doing. Um, I love how he's slowly becoming more and more bitter. Um, his promos are based in reality, right? His promos are very factual. They're very intelligent, um, and that's what makes a good heel. Is when they they might be go to a, to a depth or an extreme that we don't want. We don't want the good guys to go to, but they're they're based in in something that you can connect with and he he brings up the point again daddy ass is going to go one-on-one with swerve cannot wait for that right but he was involved in that tag team match he shouldn't have been right right? And, and so swerve has a beef with that swerve is a proud father right um and again brings up you know, the, the 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 scissor me daddy, how is he how is that a role model for kids, you know? Like and, and, and again, we laugh and we joke about it, it's great. Um, I love it, but he does bring up a point from a morality standpoint. Man, these guys are come on, like this is getting this is a little ridiculous. Um and so I, I think that swerve slow heel turn, the interaction that he's having with um with the acclaimed. I'm I'm curious as to how Keith Lee's going to, to
1: play into all that, right? Yeah, have he's seen him since
0: he's not quite as uh forward with this as Swerve, but those are some names right, right off the top of my head that have me geeked out about AW. I think this week was phenomenal. We got to see the death triangle defend the trio's belts finally, which oh, is man, something I, I know you've been looking forward all to. This.
1: Oh man, it was it was a lot of fun, and you know, I was a little behind so i had to catch up a little bit on my uh AW television for Rampage of Battle of the Belt tonight today and i was just geeking out about the content and the quality of the show those two shows back to back was was really excellent and you brought up a good point you know we'll transition from Swerve to uh the acclaimed in a second but he, i laughed i literally laughed out loud when swerve said about being suspended because i did get sus- i did get detention for wearing my Mr Did Hattie you really bird. That's so cool. And after, I didn't know that. I would get in trouble for wearing my scissor me daddy ass shirt. To right. As well, and I'd, I'd be gladly wear it proudly as well. So, uh, Swerve has been so funny for that. I, I
0: did not realize that it struck so <laughs> close to home. It did. Um, and you're right. I mean, if you wore that shirt to to school, if you were, if it, it, so that's again, I love that about Swerve. I love that he's his heel turned is not out of nowhere right it's smart it's working i love it that is really freaking funny that you got suspended for wearing (laughs) that shirt and swerve called that out that's fantastic i was
1: like it's so close to home (laughs) you know i want to talk about what was uh one of the one of the highlights of the show and really kind of like one of the best feel good moments is is the national day i mean these guys even though are, Swerve, group,
0: even though Swerve tried to rain on the parade, he tried. you are right. You are he right. Tried,
1: and Sterling tried to come out there with his paper, and Swerve with the rock, but the you know scissor prevailed on on Wednesday Night Dynamite. <laughs> uh, so w- whether you like it or not, but the you know this was really a standout moment to me for Bowens. And you know I you know we know Caster is the guy who could talk nonstop, and he's with the raps and. And yeah. kind of the mike guy and then bowens is the ring guy but bowens really stood out to me big time the way he just carried the press conference where he carried the national scissoring day and was just you know feeding off the crowd and just so smooth and had our attention the whole time and yeah. um i know you know that i am a big fan of bowens you know and i think what we've seen in this short run and the the growth or trajectory or, you know the path that they've been taking the claim of yeah. growing into this these tag champs bowens is the guy the mvp of the group And i i mean he's hand he's single-handedly being the coach and the dominant one in the ring um he has got the catchphrase daddy yep. asked i mean he's the one who yep. invented that and is really man the hype man and it's it's a he it's is a the fun man, for sure. role to play and he is delivering on every levels and all i gotta say is scissor me <laughs>
0: Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, you were eating this up and obviously the crowd is too. Right. And, and that's one of the best Big parts time. about what we're seeing about the claims run is, you know, this is all feeling very natural, um, very organic. The crowd is everywhere they go. Um, the crowd is, is waiting for it. And, and we've been talking about this for a long time. And when you hear that siren. You know that something funny is gonna happen, right? These guys know you how to said get that us a to year laugh. ago. I've said it, man. I've I've been, you know, and I'm glad to see the people are coming around. It's weird for me though, because again, just as these guys are starting to get super over, they're paired against a guy who I'm I'm. Starting to, I'm starting to pull away, and that's because I think it's that's the natural heel in me. Yeah, um, these guys are starting to become too good at being baby faces, SPD. That's the problem. They're so good at being baby faces, the crowd eats it up. And again, Billy Gunn, uh, badass, uh, daddy ass going against Swerve one on one. Um, I, the crowd again is gonna be I, firmly behind. Oh, daddy, S. me,
1: daddy. You could, you know, you're gonna be oh. hearing a lot of that.
0: Be, how cool is it gonna be to be able to see him go one on one with a guy like Swerve, who's in his prime right now? And yeah, you know, Bill, let's be honest. I mean, Daddy Ass, we've talked about it countless times. That's a dude who looks like he's he's in better shape than the. I mean, it, it, the guy's a free Mister Ass he's daddy an absolute
1: freak in better shape now as daddy ass and mr Ass, and he Did looks like a ch- was the time of his life too i don't
0: will do you think that he'll continue to be having a good time though do you get a chance to see that the swerve's promo recently about how he's he's interested he wants to hurt him i mean it, this is starting to feel personal to swerve um i like and i think it all goes back to to all out i think this all yeah. goes back to all out and Particularly, I know everybody. The, all the buzz around that that media scrum obviously was around CM Punk and the muffins, but <laughs> but I also I also sat and watched very uncomfortably um, while question after question after question came to Tony and. Swerve in our glory about how over the acclaimed were and how right. oh, should should they have won at all out Tony? Should you have given should you have called an audible and all this stuff? And you could just see it. Like I would feel it if I was swerve. Like, wait, I'm the champ, and I'd be pissed. I'm sitting here, and you guys are talking about how the other team was better than us and more over than us, and they should be the champs, and all this. I would be so pissed. agree so in that moment, it's like right there you can start to see the seed being planted of bitterness yeah. and, and really disgust. Right. I mean, if you're, if you're swerve, you're sitting there, I'd be disgusted too. I mean, so I really dig how not only you you've talked about this over and over and over again, and I love that you're, you're so right. And the acclaimed now emphasize this so much that homegrown, that natural authentic yeah. build to them being where they are. This this is happening with Swerve now, it's an authentic, like natural build to where I think he's gonna really I think I think that all eyes need to be on this match between him and, and Daddy Ass. I have a feeling that Swerve's gonna do something that's gonna su- some, surprise some folks and he's gonna get uh, it's gonna get ugly. Uh, I think that the, the Go last to heel the and funny, maybe
1: DQ like a uh, DQ beyond and then. A claim that so, to come rescue him.
0: Go after the leg. Do something, you know. Do something that is borderline. And again, like.
1: So they can't scissor, the, Daddy ass. The the <laughs> take away if his you like ability with his hand. Break his hand. Do something. A rock his to his hand.
0: No scissoring anymore. That now SPD. That that would devastate
1: the crowd. Asha. It would. It would devastate would, me.
0: If if everybody if they tried to give the people what they want and tried to scissor, Daddy ass. And he physically couldn't do it. His arm was in a sling. Yep. I don't know. I think I like the idea. My, my point really is, is that I think that, um, you know, the acclaimed are lighthearted. They're mm-hmm. funny. They always make us uh, make us smile and they're always entertaining. And I think Swerve is he's going to bring some seriousness to this feud and, and really challenge the acclaimed in a way they haven't been challenged yet. Yeah. Right. I mean, we've seen them feud with the gun club, um, even you know we've seen their their interactions with the young bucks. Every every time that the, the acclaimed are in, are in a feud, they always find a way to get people laughing. Yeah. They're always cracking jokes. Um, I'm intrigued to see how they'll react if they're pushed into a corner where it's no longer fun and games. You know what I mean? Like I think that swerve. It's I feel
1: like. Well, you think? Look, you, look you, at the crowd. Like the crowd. This is the first time that I can imagine or remember where it's universally everyone was behind everybody loves crew. them. you and so you're talking about like, you know, you're hearing like, let's go Jericho, let's go Danielson, you know, like you're you're hearing split crowd even versus heel versus baby face. Um and what we'll talk about the next match in a second, the MJF Yuta. You had yeah. a split crowd there, True. Um, so but you know when they had that press conference, everyone throwing up the scissors is the fun thing to do. I mean, how is it not? Yeah. Um, been there, done that. It's it's so it's so great. So I don't think you, eventually I would. I'm for that. You know, okay, let's rein it in. Let's get some serious. Get back to our get back to the wrestling and whoop some ass and tell people while wow, we're champs. Right now you gotta keep riding that wave. Just keep off. it, keep it get, fun. Get the foam finger scissors out, sell them, get the number one. <laughs> You're shirt. right. And so if he hurts daddy ass, yes, I think that's gonna be um is there a third match between Swerve and Glory and Keith Lee coming? I don't think so. I think this is the time where, where Swerve's gotta, you know break away, break away, have you know, fight off, you know, get retribution for what happened on daddy ass. And then move on. Uh, okay. Because, uh, eventually, maybe in a few weeks. But I think him moving on and and kind of turning into this, and then maybe he fused with Keith Lee, you know, they try to get back together or something like that. Well,
0: my question would be then in that scenario, right, is like maybe um we get that third match, right? Right. Like the, the because right now it's it's even Steven, right? I True. mean it's one on it's one to it, one. and then if the acclaimed win that could then be the catalyst for what you're talking about, where you know, Swerve Swerve, be frust- Swerve could get frustrated. Keith turn on Keith Lee. We've seen that. We've seen the ability yeah. for that to happen, right? Very close in the past with the Battle Royal. Many times. Maybe, maybe that's when that happens, right? That's a good. That's a good way that both of our ideas blend together, where you 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 allow swerve to continue to dabble in being the heel lee is purposely i think in this instance spd lee is very distanced from what we're seeing with from swerve right so maybe they don't see eye to eye and how they approach things maybe swerve's willing to go a little too far and keith lee isn't willing to go there right Right. i know that that's something that swerve has talked about right is you know, he prides himself on being a guy who can push Keith Lee to go places that Keith Lee doesn't want to go. Yeah. Um, Maybe there's a line where, and, and we can see Keith Lee and, and Swerve then implode. And, and that match in and of itself, those two going head to head would be awesome. There's no we doubt would. about that. That would be fantastic. So, um, yeah, it'll there's be no interesting to see. No clear tag team challengers. That makes challengers, sense. Challengers, right? To me, this story's not done. And I think that there's still meat on the bone. Um, and like you said, there's just, there's no other clear challenges there yet. Right. Obviously, um, FTR is clearly ranked at that level and the gun club, you know, that they've made it clear. They want to, they want a shot again. Um, which would be which would be great, right? These guys clearly Most can circle. have a great program together, and to, for the belts would be would be great, right? Now that the acclaimed are fully established as the champs, that'd be great. Um, but I think that they you, you allow this chapter to close and then you yeah. move on, and I think that there's still a lot of story that could be told with these characters. So. Definitely interesting stuff. I loved this segment. Um, yeah. I thought that not only did the Acclaim hold it down themselves, but as you mentioned, Swerve coming out, Mark Sterling coming out, this is the stuff that I like out of AEW. And, yeah. you know, we don't get this all the time.
1: But No, I mean, you don't get a five-time-minute promo like that.
0: Not like And not like they used to where it felt like people in different programs interacting with each other and making sure. – you know, like – mark sterling getting involved and you know like his interaction his his big story right now is with ftr and, and, and War, like uh War, wardlow and all that stuff right so you bring all these different pieces coming together it's just really that's what i like about AEWs when they treat stories and the characters in a way that's like okay guys if you're paying attention, you see yeah. the, there's there's more to it than just this week in this little segment. Um I, I think that this is is interesting, and the tag team division. It's it's to me it's wild as a, as you and I talking about it. The tag division with the tag titles and the FTR, uh, Lucha Brothers, the Young Bucks clearly aren't anywhere near this right now. But so many of the staples up that we consider as the top, top, top teams aren't really in that conversation right now, right? They're not. The are not. The division has really – the landscape has changed, man. And it's pretty cool because it's like you and I, I know – this division's as hot as it's ever been. The yeah. acclaimed are so freaking over right now. Their merch oh, sales
1: are through the roof. So fun! It's so awesome. Fun. It's
0: really cool to see it.
1: Um, yeah, and it speaks I volumes. I do hope we get that Swerve Lee three, and the the split of that. And then there's those seeds planted of Neeson Woods, essentially with Mark Sterling. It would be a good that'd be a good f- as well because you have Sterling who can talk. And Bowens and Castro who can talk. So that would be a nice sub feud. And then I you like could that. transition even into uh 2.0, then the gun club. So you have these heel teams that are kind of on deck. Um, but we'll transition into this, which that's a great is a, point. A, a big story, you know. MJF's first match in almost what 129, 130 yeah. days. Yeah, and he returned looking jacked, looking huge. Dude looked monstrous. and in a show. Cool. Yeah, props to props to him for that the body change. You know we got to give um, the drizzling shits himself MJF uh, his his due here at Dynamite Download. Yeah, but no doubt. He looked great, but it was surprising we didn't get any MJF promo. We got mm. pure wrestling out of MJF, which you know I was I was happy for because you want to showcase that in a guy who doesn't wrestle a lot. And I w- honestly would wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't wrestle till full gear or when he cashes in his chips. In terms of a singles match, because uh, I could see this after what we saw in GCW. With uh, if you follow on on Twitter and this live update of Moxley losing and getting attacked by Morrissey and the firm, Mm -hmm. I feel like which would be it's going to be a lot of fun programming leading up to uh, potentially MJF Moxley is the Black Bull Combat Club versus the firm, including Uh, and this was this was step one. And you know, I got to give credit to mjf and and yuda i mean they obviously have some chemistry in the past and the indies and all that but you know mjf for whatever the sleaze ball he is and the personality he is like he's sold for yuda and you know that's one thing i think i can separate from him and let's say someone like eddie kingston who is kind of off script over the top eddie does sell but i feel like he doesn't always sell an MJF sold over the top, like true heel for Yuta and someone is Yuta size. He, he was not, a. he told the story. And so I got to give props to that. And um it was a good fun match to kick off that. It was a very solid match uh, right there, Brian. And I, I enjoyed the opening match to be that two homegrown talents uh kicking things off. And that's what really stood out to me. I kept thinking, I'm like, mgf is selling this bad this this he's selling this he's selling this i'm like okay all right i have a little i have more respect for you even though you are a pos um i do have a little bit more respect for you to to do this you know maybe it's a case-by-case basis um given his history with you depending on his respect for different wrestlers um we'll see how he is with moxley and you know we saw how he was with wardlow he did the he did the job, but you know everything in and between and around all that Didn't really sell could have been a little uh, bit better. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, you I agree. don't really
1: have to sell a power bomb. Your ass is there yeah. anyway. Yeah, but, that's true. What do you think of the match, wrestling wise?
0: Yeah, I mean, first and what first,
1: happened after the match?
0: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I thought like, I mean, yeah, MJF looks he looks monstrous right now. I know the people have critiqued MJF in the past where it's like, oh man, if you if you take away his his. Mike skills and all those things, and you just throw him in the ring. He doesn't look like a main eventer, right? He can kind of blend in because he's not this big imposing presence. Um did dude like, look like dude, a main eventer? Dude looks like a monster <laughs> right now, bro. I mean he MJF looks absolutely like a monster. So props to him. Um, you know, the match itself, I, I I'm glad you liked it. Um, I struggled a little bit with it. I I, I was I felt like MJF was trying to wrestle Yuta's match and, and and that ties into what you talked about where he was really selling a lot for Yuta. Um, But I feel like MJF and Yuta are very different styles. Um, MJF at his best is, you know, uh, mostly a a brawling focused uh, performer, in my opinion. Um, He blends in some technique, but Max is best when he's able to to do his his brawling and get those cheap shots in, play to the crowd. Um, and there was a lot of chain wrestling and a lot of, like, very elaborate spots when it comes to pins back and forth. And, I mean, there was, like, yeah, a, that was like a pin spot, which I was just like, I, I struggle with those. And it wasn't just yeah. MJFU to match. Like, I, I struggle with those pins where it's, like, I'm going to roll you up up and then I'm going to flip you around and then I'm going to, yeah, I I just, it's not necessarily my cup of tea. Um, But again, um, I I felt like it was more competitive than I was expecting given um, MJF status, right? He he just got, came back, got paid a fat contract. Yeah. um, and that does speak volumes. Like you said, it does speak volumes to his respect for um, for Yuta. Um, and again, AEW is clearly fully invested in Yuta. Um, before we get to the post-match, you know, MJF clearly tried to hang with Yuta and kind of go toe-to-toe and wrestle yeah. his style of match. Um, but before the match... You know, Yuta clearly was trying to engage MJF on on his strength, which is the right. mic. Um, this was really the most – this feud was really the most we've seen Yuta ex- get out of his comfort zone and cut promos.
1: It was a good um, build for a I'm, short time.
0: That's what I, I was impressed by. Um, I know uh, Max is usually going to come out ahead and usually will look like he's came out ahead in a promo battle with, with most people. Um, right. But that said, I thought that Yuta did really, really well. And and given that, um, you know, to this point he's been presented as sort of a no-nonsense, just straightforward wrestler, um, I was really impressed by his ability to kind of hang on the mic and and bring up some good points and take pot shots at uh, at MJF, kind of call MJF out on some of his shit, which is nice to see. So I enjoyed that. Um, but I was, but more than anything, I, I, I was most intrigued by what happened after the match. Um, yeah, that's surprising. MJF, MJF feeling almost like he didn't like in, it, the fact that he's leaning into this devil character so much. It was just interesting that like he showed some morals, uh, post match. Like he seemed. Conflicted. I don't think he has any. See, did I mean he seemed conflicted like he didn't he want did to seem hit
1: conflicted? I mean, that shake usually MJF you know fakes the shake and kicks you in the nuts, but that one almost seemed pretty legit. But he's he plays us all like a fiddle all the time, he's good at that. But You're right, it was the it would be an interesting story down the line. And I, I know MJF most likely will turn on the firm one day eventually, but not anytime soon because he needs that extra muscle. But that was. That made us more intrigued about what's going to happen with the Blackpool Combat Club firm feud going forward. I think so. Um, very, very interesting about that in in a match. So a lot of a lot of excitement and a lot of things I'm looking forward to for that. Um, with that storytelling, because you know, I think we can kind of unanimously agree: MDF is is probably going to be the next champ and going to be. A lot of fun to watch, and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, you know, I want to spend some time on this match because to me and to you, well, to us, this was the match of the night, and it delivered. And we were yeah, so excited absolutely. when this got announced. Uh, the return of Brian Cage, the Machine versus the TNT Champion Wardlow, and these guys brought it. And it was a Haas battle 101, two bulls going head-to-head, it was a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, with being a, a fan of both these guys, it's like, yes, of course, I want these guys to fight. But I never want anyone to, like, take a loss for no reason and all and yeah. you know this. But this is one of those scenarios, like, already at Battle of the Belts, I forgot about the loss. You know, the match yeah. was great, but I don't think Cage is hurt at all. I'm just happy no. that Cage, I'm – I'm so happy Cage is back on TV, uh, you know, both on Wednesday and Friday, we saw, we got a taste a taste of him, and the guy is a is so fun to watch in the ring. And so yeah, this feud with with the top guys FTR and Wardlow and Samoa Joe, uh, it's gonna be some great stuff. But all in all, man, the the bull match, the hoss match was awesome, and I cannot believe the stuff we're seeing out of Wardlow. Four power bombs on the machine, Brian Cage. We're seeing some top rope action. The strength. I mean, this guy is absolutely unbelievable and giving us more and more and more every single week. Man, this reign of his is really, really incredible stuff, man. And yeah, man. This is exactly here. what needed to happen. No,
0: this is exactly what needed to happen. I mean, this is um getting here's the thing, right? It's it's not just what one of the things that we both love about Wardlow and the thing that I've seen from Wardlow from very early on that made him so unique is he's not just a big man, right? He's not just, he's not just a big hoss, as we say. Um, The dude's an incredible athlete. He's, he's, and that's what, like, we're getting questions of you. What was your, what were some of your favorite parts of the matches to me, man? Like, it's like being able to see this guy do a whisper in the wind off the top, being able to see this guy have hurricane Rana's, just like smooth Hurricane Rana's in the ring, both guys I mean, delivered that's, one. That, that was one. Of, that was one of the coolest moments, right? It's like yeah. having both of these big men do stuff like that. And I and I know um, sometimes we can take that for granted because you know yeah. we, there's there seems to be dives in every match, right? Like in nowadays, it's like wrestling. These guys, all these guys, are freak athletes. So I, I'm not trying to. To to throw shade at anybody else, these guys, what they do out there is incredible. Yeah, Um, you're right. But but to see everything come together in the total package, like Wardlow, Uh, the guy walks the walk, he talks the talk, brother. This guy has no chinks in the armor. I I really don't see it. I I don't see it, bro. I mean, like we had it like from when we interviewed him it was evident that like all right this is a guy who has his his vision his sights are set on on greatness right like this guy wants things not just within wrestling but in life this is a guy all who right. wants to achieve great things and you see a match like this where he's going toe to toe with a, a guy who you and i have the up again we got to interview Brian Cage a guy who we we have the utmost respect for an absolute monster in his own right, um, right. somebody who we've wanted to see, uh, like have this moment, right? Have this opportunity. It's great to see, um, but to be able to see two guys who went and they, dude, they seized the moment. <laughs> I was so hyped for this match, I and know. for me, like they, they both delivered. Um, I think that you walk away from this match and you say like you can understand, like. These are guys that are special. Um, they, they, as I put it, like if you're a kid and you're watching wrestling, these are the types of guys that feel larger than life. You know what I mean? Like right. when I was little, you know, the ultimate warrior, you know, Hulk Hogan, these guys that are just bigger than life um, jump out the screen. This is the type of, this is what we got to see. Um, right. And, and Again, I, I I hate to to go overboard, but I truly I I I believe it, man. Like I think that if AEW handles this situation with like they handle Wardlow properly, um, they could have a guy who can be that. And I I know MJF is like t- likes to talk about jumping ship to WWE all the time. I'm telling you, dude. Like. WWE, this is the type of guy that they would go nuts to have. Um, Wardlow is just – he's special, bro. And, and I'm very intrigued to see – because what's been great about it, you've been there with me from day one, to go from this guy who is kind of like the background, the muscle for MJF, right to be where he is now, to see that trajectory, that growth – it's really exciting to see, okay, if AW handles that slow build, and if they I mean, looking at how over he is now, if they're able to help build that authentically, like they have, now that he's established, and now I mean like the Powerbomb Symphony is crazy over. Watching to me, I know the athleticism was a lot of fun, but those power bombs to on Brian Cage, it looked like Wardlow was having fun. It, it looked, looked like he easy. was having, yeah, he,
1: look, he looked like was, he was having fun. I couldn't believe how easy he made those look. It, it was
0: oh smooth. And, like, just rolling him back up and powerbombing his ass again. And, and he was delivering those with some authority, dude. Like, some of those felt like they were Kevin Nash, Jack Knife's powerbomb style ones. And you're putting a guy like Brian Cage down like that. Um, Man, I was, I was loving it. I was eating it up um commentator the commentator team was eating it up jim ross i love it i love hearing jr be able to commentate on a wardlow segment just the just loving the big fella um w- without a doubt i know that he was our top performer but i have a feeling wardlow is getting a lot of love from a lot of folks right now um this is a guy who again in this era and wardlow talked about it in this, with this environment in A W, there are no boundaries for what this guy should be able to do. Especially right, if man. what ends up happening, if, if MJF ends up becoming champ, brother, for it to come full circle oh. and for Wardlow to be able to challenge MJF for the world title, bro, uh, sign me up, man. Now take that our like, money now. Ba- yes, sir. I'm all <laughs> in on that. All in. Take and it's our gonna, money and, and I see, I see the fe- that the seeds being planted. That's what I love. Um, those are the things that keep you invested. Um, just hoping that I'm right, you know what I mean? Like I know, right? Maybe they do go down that way, and if they do, it'll be so good. (laughs) It'll be so good. So, but no matter what they do, I'm sure it'll be great. But that I I want that to be one of those lifelong feuds that never seems to go away,
1: just like Thunder Rosa and DMD. Exactly. Never want to go away. It can take a little breaks here and there. Um, but this was kind of piggybacking the jumping ship of the the main event of Friday night fight, which they Friday fight night and shit. What if they did Friday night flight? There you go. There
0: you but go. The
1: main event FTR and Gates Agni. Um, you know, I text, I mentioned earlier to you about this, how the cages trios and, you know, with the war you. Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, and now we're going to see this stuff. And so, uh, you know, the Gates Agni and cage need to recruit a fourth member. If they're going to have, you know, FT or Warjo versus FTR. Warjo and FTR, you're right. But you know, for being top guys back on TV and the first time of us seeing Gates of Agony, which they're a fun, explosive, powerful beast team. Um the only gripe I have is the finish, but what is what it is. But the after the match story, um, I I really enjoyed that to get to hype us up. But this match, I mean FTR and uh the Gates of Agony. It was fun to watch. It was it was a good back and forth. Man, these guys are physical guys. Mm-hmm. All four mm-hmm. of them just love mm-hmm. to fight and love to whoop ass. And so, the fact that we're getting this massive men mm. feud with with a lot of our Dynamite Download favorites, you're right. And um, Gates of Agony is a team that I could get behind eventually. And I'm curious to see Cage wow. with them in a trio's. Right. St- element because those are three hosses as well and so everything about this i love and i think it's great booking um and it was a great way to end the fourth hour of live television on AEW this week uh with all men holding gold in the ring staring down brian cage in the gates of agony uh to to go home you know the main event man pretty sweet right cherry on top of the week yeah absolutely
0: um and again, sending the people home happy and and doing it with a, like the the tease of a war, right? An all out war, and, and I love that. Um, gets you invested. Um, you know, I think FTR for me, um, the thing like in it's not like it's not often that they're gonna feel like they're the underdogs, right? Like when you when you're when you're as established as they are, living legends like they are it's not going to feel like it's not going to be easy for an opponent to to make it feel like these guys are the underdogs but the the power and the way that Gates of agony those guys like you said just their presence they feel like legitimate like you and I've talked about it at length when it comes to Warjo right like who's going to stop those two guys right, right. like who's going to who's going to be able to actually beat those Who guys better. and when you bring in a team like this they feel like they could they can step up now i'm not saying they're going to be able to beat them but right. it certainly feels believable that they could go toe to toe and challenge these guys and and have them shook a little right sure. with what they did with ftr i was impressed now the thing that makes ftr always come out on top is they're just so damn smart they're always like and and i and i said this when I watched the match, one of my things that I took away is just like, if you sit and you watch an FTR match, SPD, like there are so many moments where they do something little that might go unnoticed, but it's like, they're actively trying to help their partner win. And I know that it's like, well, duh, that's what tag team wrestling is. You're supposed to work as a team to win. But so often like in tag team wrestling, like it gets lost where it's just like, you're just doing moves and yeah. the story can sometimes get lost where it's like no that guy who's getting beat up in the ring is my brother that's my guy mm-hmm. and i got to do everything i can to help him get the leg up ftr is always thinking you know a lot of times i love within the the realm of the rules but they're always finding ways to to get interjected into the match and to make a difference to help their partner get that leg up. sure. And That's why they've been so successful. They're not the biggest guys. They're not the strongest. They're not the fastest. They're really well-rounded, and they're incredibly intelligent. They work together so well. Um, I love it.
1: Top guys. Um,
0: When we talk about tag wrestling, you're you're seeing some of this coming out in in the chat. I want to throw it out there. Um, I am really pumped for Sheeta and Tony Storm against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. The the women's division, I want to throw a little love that their way. Yeah, let's talk about this.
1: We'll start with this match a little bit, but what you're excited about most, I mean, something that we were supposed to get, and those are those right there in the current state of AEW, not what we're seeing here in this trios, but what you talked about of this week's match coming up are pretty much pillars of the division. You know, I think we have a, a case with Jamie Hayter of something with you know similar to the acclaim, the crowd hijacking. They're hot you know, for her, man. It's time. I think you wait. I mean, it's kind of like a weird. You know, it's if hard. if Tony Storm wasn't an interim champ, I think you yeah. could pull the trigger quicker. But due to the fact that she's an interim champ, and when Thunder Rosa returns, they are going to have a you know a unification match. Um, but I don't think the the momentum for Jamie is slowing down at the moment. Uh, she still could eventually dethrone Tony, Um but it, it's fun to hear crowds hijack storylines. I'm all for that. I think that's such a cool thing to do. Um, and it works, you know, so if you're in at a show and you, you are passionate about certain things, keep pushing because you never know what, what direction they're going to go. Um This match here on dynamite, this, Three on three, trios match. You know, a lot of talent in the ring. A lot of Mm -hmm. good talent in the ring that we have been high on for years. You know, such as Penelope Ford getting more of a showcase. Obviously, Jamie Hayter's rise of Serena Deeb. Uh, Serena Deeb, and you know the the new star on the block, uh, Willow Nightingale. For her to get the the pin in this star studded match is a really was really special. The, and, and trusting in her and shows the growth in her. And I think she's a, a, a great addition. She's not officially all elite, but I think Tony would be silly not to sign her because of just everything about her. It's, it's a lot of fun and you need depth and and someone who can go. And she is someone who can go. I mean, and, she had a match with Jade yeah.
0: that I thought, I mean, I, I yeah. love Willow's match with Jade. I thought that like,
1: you I mean, should have gave her a contract got, on the spot. Then
0: she's got, I mean, Willow, Willow has a natural kind of like just a, there's just something about her that makes you want to root for her. She's just kind of got that likability down pat. Yeah, theme song, yeah. She's just very likable. I, I don't know what it is. Um She kind of reminds me of like the young Bailey vibes that I got when I was in okay. NXT. Just kind of like that natural underdog. Um, sure like can't can't put her like can't beat her down her her positivity her her belief That's why we in her love s- her here at Dynamite her belief, her belief in herself. energy. Yeah, she's cool. just she just has that belief in herself. She's just constantly pushing forward. I really like that about her. And yeah. um that said, uh t- team heal on this one I I i I I know we're giving Willow some praise um but team heal on this one is this is an awesome crew, man. I mean, like, I I'm, I don't i do not want to, like, over-explain I mean, it. Like, look this at crew, this. This crew's is sweet. Yeah. Like, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Penelope Ford, and Serena Deeb. Like, that's just a sweet crew, man. Like, I, I love it. I love that crew. What would you
1: want on Team Heal if you had to pick a Team Heal women's division for, for horsemen?
0: I mean, you're right. I mean, the truth <laughs> of the matter is, like, dude, like, the, I love that group. I love it. I, Serena Deeb is so damn good at what she does. Um, every yeah. time I see, every single time I see her, dude, I, I legitimately, I feel like, I I don't know, like I, I feel like I'm just a like a pull string doll. It's like, why is not she featured more? Like I I just I I love Serena Deeb's work. Um, she's such a smart worker, man. Just the way, just the way she wrestles, it's just, it it it's borderlines on like being hyper aggressive, but it's always really calculated and always really smart. Um, and her opponents always end up looking great. Um, I love that about Deeb as you talked about the crowd is so into Jamie Hader. Um, Hader is a hater is a bully in the ring. I love her physicality, powerhouse, um, total powerhouse. Uh, and Penelope Ford is, is somebody who just has the it factor and somebody who I've always talked about is just like, I love that about Penelope. She's just, she, it's funny to me. Um, and I don't want to be be a jerk here, but I, like, is a heel. Uh, it's really funny to me that like, Kip Sabian had like months of build of his like underrated over it thing, and uh, he challenged, he stepped to Pac, he got put down emphatically, and now he's back to um, being Kip, Sa- Kip being Penelope Ford's uh, manager, basically. Right. I mean, like, he, he's he's gonna he's just. Sorry, man. Penelope is just so over. She just has that star, like star appeal. That it's gonna be hard for him to get out of her shadow. I don't know what to say. She's just that good. Um,
1: Yeah, I love that that intergender stuff. Why not going into that for a little while? You could have that still, like this. Sammy, Ty, and other. You know, we saw. uh, We saw Jericho.
0: You saw Jericho and Anna J working together. I'd like that too. I'd I'd be (laughs) all all for it, man. Um no you're right there are there are definitely like um natural fits on this roster where you could see tandems develop for intergender matches. Um I don't disagree with you on that but I, I think that like AEW knows what they have with with yeah. Penelope. Um and the fact that she's on a team with these with these women speaks volumes, right? So that said like this whole war that's brewing. It feels like it's like the sides are becoming very clear SPD. And I'm really, I'm really digging it in the sense that like the women's division has gotten a lot of criticism and continues to have its critics. But I think this is one of those, this is an example of a story that could really like change everything. And and I don't want to overstate that. But I really feel like, even independent of Soraya's, like it seems like she's gonna be able to get in the ring, which I'm. I'm, He was cleared by Doc Samson, right? Huge, right? Like, yes, she was cleared by Doc. Um, She got physical with Britt, but like, even just independent of like the high that we all got from her coming back, it's it's important to acknowledge that like Tony Storm. Um, she's she's establishing herself as, as I think a, a bankable commodity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheeta coming in that promo. If you have not seen it, oh yeah, that, pro, that promo where where Tony Storm and Sheeta are setting the stage for the Brit their match against Brit and Jamie Hayter is much must watch. Yeah, and just a cool, calm, collected champion. Tony is not somebody that gets rattled. I really love that about her. She she feels like she's a star, and she's one of those people who like like doesn't have to try that hard. She just kind of feels like she just by being herself, she draws attention. She draws that she she's just a natural charisma. Um, but Shida coming in fired fired up. Where she fits in this whole thing? If she's just like just dead focused on DMD. Is she become part of the Soraya team? I don't know. Um, but when was the last time you saw the women's division have this many characters, this many stars that have you intrigued on what's going right. to happen next, right? Like who, like is Tony going to, when is Thunder Rosa going to come back and when are they going to have that match between her and Tony? Right. Like, when is Jamie going to break off from Brit? right? Is that going to happen? Um, you know, when is Deeb going to finally get, you know, step in and, and like claim for a title shot, just having these women get this opportunity and, and all of them be presented in the way that they were. I thought it was a home run for the yeah. division as a whole. I'm really excited to see. And I, and I hate to do this, please. Please like I'm tossing it to you but like yeah I always go back to Brit. I know that yeah. this is unpopular but it's like you b- look at what's happening right now. Like you're building all this is is because of her. I hate to say it but like No, you're the, absolutely right. She is the foundation of this division, man. It's like 100%. None of this none of this is possible without her being as bankable of a commodity as she is, dude. Like, 100% I, she she She's the, st- the the straw that stirs the drink in this regard.
1: No matter who uh, you bring in, Soraya or not, the glue that keeps this division together is Britt Baker. Is Britt. You know. It and is Britt. It is. That man. won't change.
0: And, and the most fascinating, the most exciting story always – the, the most exciting stories always seem to to go around her. And I know it's easy to, to point it and say Tony is, you know, Tony's favoring Britt. But, like, think about it. I like Sheeta fans out. Sheeta fans out there gotta be so pumped about Sheeta's like her promo and, and how fired up she is about wanting to get her hands on Britt, right? Sheeta's transformed from being like almost like a goody good, right? Like oh like to a, a like somebody who has a gray area now, right? Like yeah. we've seen Sheeta go through wars with Deeb. We've seen Sheeta look like somebody who's willing to push the limits a little bit with violence. And that was all sparked by Britt Baker's underhanded tactics. We've seen Tony storm for me. I think Tony storm proved that she was willing that she could be the champ when she was in a program with Britt Baker. And when she was able to have promo battles with Britt Baker and not Wilter and fall under the pressure of that. Um, you know, Jamie Hader has that Wardlow vibe, and Wardlow was g- give the devil his due. Wardlow's breakout was only as amazing as it was, was because of Max. And right. Hater haters breakout will be amazing because of that, that rapport and that relationship of Brit with Britt Baker. There's just so much that centers around this. And I think that like Soraya's debut, and this is something that AEW does need to be careful about because I'm a huge Brit Baker fan. But even I will admit, Britt will undercut her opponents to the point sometimes where it goes past feeling like it's a heel, cutting a promo on a baby face, and yeah. where it's like you're undercutting your a fellow professional that like in a way that hurts them and their credibility. Yeah. Like you gotta be careful because you don't want her to do something that I think that she's she has done before. And she's done it with one of our favorites. I think she's done it with thunder where it's like, oh, yeah. it's blurred. It's blurred the lines of like, is this a good heel or is this someone who's just like maybe a little insecure about someone else taking some spotlight off of her? Good and point. AW needs this Soraya debut. They need this to be successful. Not, not, and I'm always someone who pushes back Sean, like AW doesn't need anybody, right? Like, AW doesn't need CM Punk now. I love I love CM Punk's in in AW. They don't need him, right? Like, agreed. AW, like, everybody was hyped about AW signing Bandito and how they need to sign him. I don't think AW needs to sign anybody, right? Like, this roster is loaded. It's agreed. bigger. It's bigger than any one star. If Andrade wants to to get into a fight with Sammy backstage and try to get himself fired, that's the type of thing, dude. Go because. AEW doesn't need him, right? I just – I want to say with with caution, like, I do feel like AEW needs this Soraya experiment to work in the sense of the timing of it all, right? With, like, all the craziness and chaos that happened with the Elite and CM Punk, with how big of a debut they made this, and instantly inserting her into a program with Britt Baker. And and again, like having her say that this is her division, she's going to shake things up. She is the women's revolution. That goes all the way back to when she was a kid um, in NXT. She's the women's revolution. Britt needs to be careful with some of her promos because she can can border on like cutting down her opponent to the point where it like – it ruins their credibility. And I just don't want that to happen in this scenario. So Britt, I'm asking you, even though I love even though I love how ruthless you are, I'm asking you to maybe put on some kid gloves a little bit. It's okay. You don't have it's to so always awesome. hit you don't always have to hit the knockout punch every single promo. I love I love Britt's promos, but I do think that she needs to kind of let Soraya get her feeling her her footing back because it hasn't always been easy at this point. Brit Soraya has had some rust. She needs Before to step it up
1: quickly. Before we go into to end things on our POC appreciation ending, how would you feel? I mean, picture this full gear, the women's division. Let's call it. Jade versus Nyla for the TBS title. Tony versus Jamie for the interim title and Britt versus Soraya. Those singles be, matches this be awesome. leads to that. You talk I'm about all for a it. solid division if those three matches were to come. Absolutely. So I'm calling for it. I'm hoping for it for full gear that we're going to get those three matches in the women's division. If for some reason we get kind of that battle multi, you know, Team Soraya, Team Britt and, and featuring more, which we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy. But I think to really elevate the division, give those singles matches a a, a shot. You know, I'm I'm for more and more faces to be shown. But I, I think you really it'd be more impactful the division if you have those those kind of standout moments in that sense. But Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I I'm I think that like um this was an example that AEW does have enough talent now, SPD, that this women's division shouldn't yeah. just be relegated to one one match a show. Um I understand like you want to be, and, and I liked this format. They got a lot of talent on, 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 on bang for their buck. They sure. got a great, they got a great showcase here. Right. Um, But I do think that you're right. I think that there are, there are seeds being planted here where it's like, okay, like let's let these, let's let some of these stories flesh themselves out and develop into some big one-on-one matches and let's give them an opportunity. Um, yeah. I, I think that, You've said it over and over again, and you're right. There are certain characters, there are certain people on this show that don't need a title in order to be like a a big deal. Britt is one of those people. Even though Britt as a champ is awesome, um, the DMD doesn't need the belt for one of her matches to feel like a big deal. DMD versus Soraya doesn't need the title, and that would be a huge match. Um, If if you put Jamie Hayter getting a a title shot, people are going to be invested in that. Right. Um, If you have somebody who's built up as a credible threat to Jade, where you could finally break that streak, people are going to be invested in that. Right. So there are there are the frameworks for multiple, and this goes back to earlier in the conversation of the show. I love when multiple stories interweave. Like, let this feel like. I mean, wrestling is a television show. Right. And it's like you're not you're not watching a show for a linear story. You want these characters to interact with each other and other characters on the show and bring in those relationships and have those inter- mean something. Mm-hmm. And I like I like where they're headed with this. I think that, again, that this the, the, the sheet of promo with Tony Storm further emphasizes that point allowing these characters to, to go and weave in their own direction and go do their own thing. And then ultimately come back and interact with the other people on the show. I love that. Um, and, and speaking of somebody who has a lot of different stories and different people, different things coming together, you have two, a man who has two title belts. Two belts. he wrestled in two
1: matches on the same show. This guy is an absolute, not just two matches, two matches back to back. I mean,
0: SPD, you've heard me for years now, um, and I think it. There, there, like, I got you to come on board with Kenny Omega really early on. I knew you'd like him, and and pretty quickly he became one of your favorites. Um, You're right. There's no one that I've given more praise to than this guy, and and I and I'm genuinely curious, like. When you get an opportunity like this, when because I know you love the Lucha brothers, right? So yep. you get a chance to see him in a trios match, which you've been chomping at the bit for more trios work. Like you've been saying like, hey, I want to see the death triangle defending these belts all the time. Like but right. now, that the tri- now that the trio, we, how how long did we want the trios belts to be a thing guys? Like
1: well over a year. A- us as AEW
0: fans, we wanted this for so long Let's have these guys have regular matches and showcase their talent. So, you being able to see him showcased in this kind of like fashion—am I crazy? Am I have I gone? Have I been going overboard with him? Do you see what I what what I see here? It's no
1: secret that when we interviewed Q.T. Marshall. He mentioned Pac. It's no secret when we interviewed Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds, he mentions Pac. And then I was thinking about that the whole time when, when those two were together and exchanging blows in the ring, I was like, this is great. And I believe one of our other interviews, someone else mentioned it as well. But the fact is like, even the commentator scene team says it. And I'm, I'm glad he's finally getting the recognition that he deserves, but I don't support this coming to an end anytime soon. Thank um, you. You know, I will protest, sign the petition, if Orange Cassidy beats Pac. And I I think, for what it's worth, though, for no. what it's worth, the match that they had a couple of weeks ago was really good, and Orange Cassidy did look strong, but Pac is one of those selfless performers that will sell for anybody, and he'll sell like no other. And His so but he'll give you the offense – and the, the aggression like no other as well. And so he's the overall complete package in in that sense. And so just as good as you can perform offensively, you have to be just as good to sell to yes. to storytelling. And so like that's I my favorite thing about him. I mean yeah. that's truly my favorite
0: thing about him. I I love how I love watching this dude
1: literally will just like fall in like like I love yeah. it. He's, Ray Phoenix just, is a really good seller so good. too.
0: You're right. You're right. Um, uh, for me, man, like, I know that everybody's count- – like, all right, like, Orange Cassidy's – everybody's counting on. Now that – Orange, like, so, Pac, Pac is clearly um, – he's gotten under the skin of the best friends, uh, and he's made this very personal with, like, his willingness no. to – yeah, <laughs> he's, you know, he's made this very personal with his willingness to like go and do whatever it takes to to live up to his nickname as the bastard. He's willing to do whatever it takes to win. Um, does not care if you like him or not. Doesn't and, need I mean, it,
1: but I think it's I I welcome it. I love it. I, it, yeah. it like
0: it just adds that extra level of um edge to his character and um. You know, this is the thing. Like, I want when you have a guy like him paired with a team like the Death Train, with like the Lucha Brothers, and they create this kind of group. Yeah, I, I want them to go. I want them to go on a run. Like, I want to see them. I want, like, I literally want this group to see, like, together. There's no title in this company that they couldn't win. I know that AEW has like. It feels like forty titles right now when it comes to, to ROH and AAA
1: and all that stuff. It's diluted.
0: Think about it. Like, could you would you argue with me if you told me that like the Lucha Brothers were going to challenge for the ROH tag team? You're asking the wrong guy. Or the AEW tag Brothers team are The Championship? best
1: tag team in the world. Would
0: you argue with me if you told if Pac was going to challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship at any point? Would you argue? I mean, him against Moxley would be an incredible program. I'm mean, t- sign me up. Actually, MJF
1: would be a really good program too. Honestly,
0: size wise, and 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 they're like MJF's like going on the mic, and MJF's like style is being like so over the top as far as like a shit talker and Pox no nonsense. He would work. So I mean, I just want like I want this to this wave to ride bro watching what i got to see I, I watching rampage and being able to see my favorite wrestler get that kind of showcase th- again this is one of those moments where like i it's kind of surreal to me um this picture is just it's freaking cool to me there's I, not many I, there's deserve not a lot of words you can say
1: i mean i think if you could sum it up, i mean not many workers deserve this two belt treatment other than Pac I think you could do that with Mox because he's been this, just such a, a MVP of of the company or you could do it the with, same with Jericho you know Jericho could sleaze his way into Jericho I mean yes. totally but other than that it's it's few and far between that being said like man it's it's one of those when I knew Orange Cassidy originally was going to be booked against him Yeah, I know he's an fought. AW favorite I know he's a Tony Khan favorite I really hope they don't they don't push push him to. Usually, when you have that rematch and grudge match, the other person wins. So, um, Orange Cassidy, if he wins with a freaking mouse or roll up against Pac, which I could see happening, I know it'll I drive be you crazy. So mad, I will. Yeah. Be, I will boycott that because it's not. It's not. I I I can't stand roll ups. I cannot stand roll up finishes. You know, Darby has that. Um, what's oh his, gosh, what's his finish? Um, it that's okay. So that's a modified twisting submission, it's kind of like pin, almost a submission
0: pin. pin. Which, yeah.
1: Okay, that I've I've grown to accept for a small guy like him. He kind of has like you in like this, you know, Siamese trap pinning predicament, which it is. But the the mouse trap and a roll up win is so cheap to me, and I I just don't. I've never been a fan, and never I know. Will be a fan. Um, well
0: my question is is in like I'm trying to kind of brace myself for it right because like uh, I do think that I do think that like or, what happens if orange Cassidy doesn't win right there comes a point when like it's like he's got they got to pull the trigger and in they they got to give the the guy um they got to give the guy an opportunity um it's it sucks that it's going to come at the expense of Pac, in my opinion. I don't think that that makes a lot. Of, I mean, I, there's, there's no momentum for him me, right now. That's true. There, like that is a good point. There's not like he's been built up, um, but he is coming back like fired up, and um, the crowd would pop huge if he won. Um, but what's the story if he if he loses? Like, is he just go away? Um, I don't see a like. I don't really see a big
1: pay and off ethan there ethan page can dethrone him eventually which would be a good good transition in that sense but yeah like,
0: i i don't want Pac, trust me I, I don't want to be put in a position where i have to argue for Pac to lose right um <laughs> it, it, it like it bums me out especially to someone like orange cassidy who you know i respect that he's incredibly over with the fans and but it, very different style of wrestling that like i'm into right like i like I like, I like kind of more of my stuff to be more no-nonsense. And, and, and Orange Cassidy, he's, a lot, he's very entertaining. He's a lot of fun. Um,
1: I wish but, I had a picture of you that you sent me with your Orange Cassidy outfit on. <laughs> um,
0: you know, I, I, I will struggle. Personally, I will struggle when that happens if Pac loses. Like, But I, I have to admit, right, that it softens the blow a little bit knowing that he still has the trios titles with the death triangle. And I think that that team – Hasn't really um, even seen the 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 best is yet to come for the Death Triangle. Like we've their first I, offense. Yeah, exactly. So I think like you know you pivot from that the singles title with the All Atlantic. Um, you know Pac has had an opportunity now. I think to stabilize his presence in the United States. Um, so you know I think the All Atlantic title also presented that opportunity where Pac could be could be international um, yeah. and still be an AEW showcase. Um, but it feels like he's stabilized a little bit with his presence here in the U S. So that might change the need for him to be that champion. Um, I don't know. I I, I will say um, I just the fact that I was, I was able to be able to, to see that visual of Pac holding both belts. I appreciate AEW for doing that. I think that right. it's uh it's pretty awesome that they reward like you talked about one of the the OGs of this company um a guy who sometimes gets under oh, I think he gets overlooked. Um he gets he's underappreciated for how talented he is. Yeah. Um and so it's pretty cool that this company is not overlooking him and sees what they have. And I, and I think that TK definitely does see that. I think that he recognizes that this is a guy who's a legit top top guy um and Orange Cassidy being champion I think maybe allows that belt to to go to other places that might offer more challengers that we would be excited about you mentioned Ethan Page Miro would be a great I was uh, thinking you know, that Miro would be a great competitor in this scenario right um
1: Bandito, if he signs,
0: Orange Cassidy kind of being that like underdog um, allows some other challengers, even if they come up short, to look look strong, like because Orange Cassidy's matches usually feature him getting beaten up pretty good, right? So, um, whereas like the bastard, you need to protect him in, in, for a certain in a certain way, um, and he's clearly a heel. So I, I like I like some of the heels, yeah. the mid-card heels um, that AEW has right now. And I think there's a lot of them that could use that kind of over the – that could go over the hump. I don't see as many natural m- mid-card babyface challengers to go against this version of the Bastard, right? That's true. Um, Chris brings up a name, Darby Allen which, I mean, that – the bastard versus Darby in a feud, I would, I would be great. I would love that. Um,
1: It would be a lot of fun,
0: but yeah, I I think like um, the best friends, Trent coming up short, Orange Cassidy getting his revenge. I think that there's, there's definitely a story there to be told. Um, Where do you see the bastard going with the death triangle after this? Do you, do you see a natural fit for them as next challengers any, anywhere down the road? Because, I mean, we, we I just had. kind of saw them get through the death, so like I'm trying, the to sleep
1: on, I'm trying to sleep on the fact that OC is going to beat Pac, which I don't want to happen. Obviously, not, no one in the in the right mind would want that to happen. <laughs> but I feel like he could avenge the loss by challenging them to a trios match. Like kind of trying to winning. punish them a little, right? Or, yeah, and then winning and punishing them. Uh, maybe kind of like a no DQ trios match or something like that, uh, which yeah. would be a lot of fun. Um, and then move on from that. Um,
0: yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you. Would you, you rather
1: a- have? So, would you rather have the Death Triangle lose their trios belts to best friends, or Orange Cassidy beat Pac?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would rather have Orange Cassidy beat Pac one on one. Unfortunately, yeah. I just think like, um, yeah. I, I agree. personally, I mean, I, I know that you're like you and I are both going to be on the same page with this, like. I think the death triangle should be, especially with the elite, not on the show, right? Like we, we have to provide proper context. Right. But like with the elite, not, not a part of the weekly content. Like, yeah, I think that the death triangle should be presented as kind of a wrecking crew. And I get like, I get that there's a lot of big names on this roster that need to be able to be presented as tough guys. You know, the yeah. Blackpool Combat Club's going to – they're tough, right? Like, I get it. um, But, like, I would genuinely love to see the death triangle kind of go on like a war. Like, just kind of go after it and beat people up backstage. Like, call people out. Um, you know, That's and, and that could idea. also – and, like, and here's the thing. I know that Phoenix doesn't necessarily have that in his MO, right? Like, he's hes more of a baby face. Um But Penta has has always been the dark side of that of that brotherhood. And with with that could also build some intrigue within that group of like Pac being so focused and angry and maybe losing to Orange Cassidy makes him snap. Right. Like I would love that where it sends Pac, like, some of the, like, remember the video, like, where he's sitting in the apartment and there's all of, like, a million Pacs in the apartment? I love that.
1: That was great.
0: Allow him to kind of get, have that breaking point and want to go on a warpath. And Penta being, like, more than down for that, I I would be really intrigued to see them kind of just start going after people and beating the the crap out of them. Um, Because... There aren't a lot. I, I threw that question to you on purpose regarding the trios because it's like there aren't a lot of natural um, challengers for that. That would would be believable challengers that would also be believable to lose, right? Like you could throw out Wardlow with FTR, but you're gonna see you're gonna see FT War lose. Uh, no. I wouldn't want to see that, right? Not so at the moment. I mean, so you why not go it. out there and start problems and start and like
1: try, try to initiate problems with people? It's a good booking point.
0: I would like to see that, right? Like,
1: well, I'd like start- to see them go against like, let's say the Trustbusters, the Factory, and then be like, okay, we're looking for opponents. And then do that, you know, get a couple more victories after they beat Best Friends, and I can and then looking that. for challengers. Then they're like, no one's can step up. Then maybe you have a return of the elite, if that were the case, you know, months down the line, whatever it may be. Um, or you you play into that dark side and then pushing, as much as I don't want them to be any team heel, that dark side where Penta and Pac are like really going off the deep end. And then Phoenix finally accepts the dark side. Ah. It's all, all dark gear. And then, then they really turn into these ass-whooping, like, I like seeking, it. Seeking out trouble, crowd. I like it. Yeah,
0: there's a lot, there's a lot of intrigue right now. In of course, AW, you do Team Heal. I, I, <laughs> I think AW is in a situation right now where, um, so much has happened backstage and the roster has been shaken up so much, and the storylines have had to get some reboots, right? Like, it, it's had to happen. Um, but I really feel like this is, and I'm not just saying this. Like I really do feel like AEW is making lemonade out of lemons with some of the things that have happened. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool for me to see to see that like how resilient the company feels. Like there is some serious drama that happened, and when you talk about potentially losing the backbone of this company, all elite wrestling, you're talking about getting yeah. like losing those guys and losing your top draw. Um, that could have been something that really felt like it was going to take this company down um, or, or send it in a negative direction. And although it wasn't handled perfectly um, and there were, there are, opportunities for some of the leadership team and I think Tony himself as well yeah. to learn from this experience and hopefully be able to mitigate this type of stuff from happening more in the future, but also like getting out in front of it and being a leader. I think there are things that they can do to, to make that happen. Um, but I think that like the presentation of the show, the actual content on screen has been really good since You're all right. out. You're right. I I think that, like, there's been some really, and again, maybe it's because Chris pointed it out earlier. Is like all my my favorites seem to be champions right now, right? Like, maybe it's maybe I'm feeling this way because when I watch the product, I get to see Wardlow featured. I get to see Samoa Joe featured. I get to see FTR with a belt with belts. I get to see Pac with two belts. I get to see Death Triangle, our favorite group, with the Trios championships. So good. I get to see Britt Baker, my favorite female competitor, the front and center of the feud in the women's division. Yeah, shocking, right? Like I get this, like Moxley. We are firmly team Moxley here at at Dynamite Download. Oh yeah, to see that guy, the the road that he's gone on, and to see where he's at now. And to sign now signing a new five-year deal with AEW locked up, bro. Locked
1: up, locked down,
0: locked up. Um, For me as your best friend, to be able to see Jericho in the position that he's in Danielson consistently being featured as a leader in the Blackpool combat club. It's just, you're wearing the, the, the acclaimed gear, how geeked you are about that group. It's just like, there's a lot of good. There's so much more good than bad. More and it's really, really fun to like, for me to be able to say, even with those stumbles, this is, this feels as fun as it's this, this product feels as, as fun as it's ever felt. Like What's I love, I love you. where it's at right now. I, I, I love it. And, and you, you planted some seeds where I want to talk to you more about this in the upcoming shows, but like, the buildups to what you want, what, what could be the big matches at the next pay-per-view guys. I mean, like it it's never too early to start looking at what those matches could be and how we can get there. And, and I think that like you mentioned some really interesting ones in the women's division, but like the tag division, where are we going to go with the tag titles? I'm so interested to see where that's going to, where that's going to go. Like, yeah. The, like we already know that hangman is is clearly the the number one contender right now for moxley but you right. you know mjf is waiting in the wings and you know that that guy is going to keep things interesting um it's just really a even like brian cage being reinserted onto this it feels like the product feels very catered to us right now and i i I'm buying in 100% like I mean it's very very cool to be able to sit back and just say like yeah man like I am I'm, I'm loving AW and be happy like, just as a fan just I to be happy that. about where it's at you know what I mean I it's just it's cool to, it's cool to see I know that I know I'm preaching to Mr. Positivity over there and and it, it's there have been times in which you know we all go through those highs and lows sure. but of
1: course. Man,
0: for how things could have gone after the CM Punk thing and All Out and all that, for how things could have gone and where they are right now.
1: AW has not skipped a beat. They have crushed it.
0: They have crushed it. And, dude, it's only going to get better. I'm telling you, man, like the Swerve stuff is going to be gold. Like I, 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 I see it. It's going to be gold, bro. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where you're you're sitting here wearing an acc- Acclaim shirt and I can't wait for you to be rocking a heel, a key, like Swerve shirt. I can't wait for you to rock that, like throw that on, because it's gonna happen. Yo,
1: yep. you're <laughs>
0: gonna be asking me. You're gonna be asking me that in a couple of weeks instead of asking me to scissors you to start the Whoa, show because you're gonna no be way. on point with my guy Swerve. It's gonna happen. There's so many people on this show that like are are genuinely like this next stretch how great would it be if Wardlow gets to have these Hoss battles that we've talked about, dude, like there's so many characters that we didn't even get a chance to talk about Jericho and the Jericho appreciation society. What's going on with Daniel Garcia and that whole story. Like there's so much stuff going on right now, bro. Like I, 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 we could genuinely have like a full two hour show just to talk about it, but we got to wrap things up. Um, was a lot of fun, guys. Scissor me for the weekend. I'll scissor you the rest of the weekend. I hope you all have a great time. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you all supporting us like you have. Um, where we are is because of the support that we get from fans like you guys out there in the chat.
1: Really appreciate the love. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. And scissor me, Daddy Cray. Two pot-